Welcome to Talking Kotlin. On this episode, we're speaking with Michael Bailey from American Express. Hi, Michael, and welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, and I know that you and I met just recently face to face, right? It was only last week that we actually met each other. Yeah, it was great to meet you, Hedy. Um, I was uh, super excited about the announcement uh, at Google I.O. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. So, oh, I completely forgot about that. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, we met right after the uh, the announcement. So you were a pretty busy man. Yeah. Uh, so just in case somebody in the corner of the world hasn't heard yet, at, uh, last week at Google I.O., Google announced first class support for Kotlin. And unfortunately, I actually wasn't there for the announcement. I was stuck on a plane with no internet. It's the one time in my life I'm like, I'm feeling like, why can't I have internet on a transatlantic flight? <laughs> but I didn't get it. So, uh, but you were there, right? I was there. I was in the audience. Uh, there was a pretty, uh, pretty good reaction. I think it was probably the most popular thing in the in the keynote. I gotta ask because you know. So many people have asked me in the past, like, when is Google going to officially support Kotlin? When is when are they going to officially, you know, um, make it a first class language? And they did. Were you and like your environment of developers and the people that you hang out with in the Android community, was anyone actually expecting it? Um, you know, I thought that they um, they might announce uh, something like, well, we're not going to break Kotlin and we'll work with them to, you know, make sure that JetBrains can support it or something like that. But, you know, full official support. Um, I wasn't quite expecting that. So that was that was great. Yeah, I think it's fantastic because it really just does, you know, kind of remove that last barrier. And, I, and I'll say quote unquote last barrier to adoption of Kotlin, uh, you know, having official support from the, the platform. And, and the quote unquote, I don't know if you were in the talk by Jake Wharton and uh, Christina Lee at, at Google I.O. Were you there? Oh, yeah, that was a that was a great uh, talk. Um, yeah. You know, Jake gave some great examples of how uh, Kotlin can make your Android development um, a lot cleaner and how it works really well with some of the Android APIs. And then Christina gave a, a great intro of like, how do you introduce this thing to your organization? How do you talk to people about it? How do you uh, uh, get it going and have those conversations, which I think is super valuable? Yeah, and it is actually one of the reasons that I said, you know, quote unquote, last barrier, because it isn't at times the last barrier, right? You have also people that don't adopt it for other reasons and you still have this problem of convincing your management and i think that christina made a very good point about and i think this is applicable to pretty much anything right when when you are talking to different types of people right when you're talking to engineers you speak in one language you use one jargon when you're talking to managers you use jargon that they can relate to you know you don't you don't go to your manager and say you know i, I want to use a for loop instead of an if like right why do they care you know <laughs> yeah um, so and she made a very good point of that and in relation to that of course we come across your specific situation which you work at american express right yep i'm an android engineer at american express and you guys have been working with kotlin for how long now uh, we started it was probably about a year ago um that we started with our um 
our Android app, we actually had an open source library that we put out right about the time about uh, 1.0. So obviously we were working about on that library uh, before 1.0, and that's um, you can find that on the American Express GitHub page. And that was a library that you know we built internally that allows us to um, access some of the information, um, the metadata within our Bitbucket server, which is what manages our Git repos. And so we it was general purpose, and we thought we'd um, open source that. And that was some of the first um, real work in Kotlin that we did. Um, and then after that, we you know we got together as an Android team and we talked about it. Um, and and really we were we were thinking about what language did we want to use next? And it was really kind of between Kotlin or did we want to invest a lot of time in getting Java 8 to work in our builds? At the time, uh, Jack was the uh, one of the ways to get Java 8 working in your builds. There's also Retro Lambda. And both of those are, um, um, at the time, were acceptable solutions. Jack was still kind of a work in progress. Um, but it was kind of for us, it was like, do we want to go down the path of getting retro Lambda into our builds or to get lambdas and some of the other things or go with something like Kotlin one, one gives you lambdas, but it also gives you all this other, um, great stuff. And it, you know, it had a pretty good compatibility story, pretty good interoperability story as well. Um, so that was kind of the discussion uh, we were having was between those two. Um, I was more on the Kotlin side of things, uh, pushing for that side. And so we ended up deciding to try out Kotlin in our, our testing, um, and not necessarily, we weren't shipping it, uh, to customers at first. Uh, we wanted to get a feel for it, see how the interoperability really worked. Did it work as well as it was advertised? What problems would we run into? Um, and things like that. So we were using it only in tests for a while um, to get the developers used to it and, and kind of see how we how we really liked it and if we wanted to uh, push that adoption uh, farther. Right. And but you said that you were kind of looking at what language to use next. Why was that? Were you were you trying to solve a specific issue? Um, I think lambdas was uh, one of the things that we really wanted support for. In a lot of contexts, uh, it, it makes things easier. We use RxJava. Lambdas, um, you know, make things a bit easier in RxJava. Make the yeah. while IntelliJ, uh, you know, does have a nice uh, code folding that you know makes Java six type syntax look nice in your IDE. Of course, you still have code reviews and other things where it doesn't look so nice if you're using, you know, <laughs> anonymous interclasses and all the, you know, the Java 6 style stuff. So we were looking for something that would help us, um, you know, reduce the amount of code, give us a cleaner syntax. And, you know, uh, obviously already using Java, Java 8 is a natural. <laughs> Going from Java 6 to Java 8 is only a small leap. Um but, you know, Kotlin was um, already going 1.0 at that time. So that was something that I was pushing for us uh, to consider as well. Okay, so it was a specific issue that you were trying to solve, right? Not just, uh, oh, let's take a look at this new language of the month and see how that works. Yeah, I mean, you have to take this, uh, you can't take it too lightly. Um, I will say that at times I do fall into that, you know, uh, the shiny new thing syndrome, but you have to take a step. I think we all do. <laughs> you have to take a step back and realize that, you know, once you go down a path, um, you know, you're invested in that. You have to maintain it. You're, all your developers have to understand how it works. So um, it can't be taken um, too lightly. And you have to, you know, and as Christina uh, 
pointed out in her talk, you really have to get kind of team buy-in and, and make sure everybody's on board and have a path for people to learn this thing. It's not, while Kotlin is fairly um, straightforward, I think, especially coming from Java, there is definitely a learning curve with anything new, right? Um, so you have to allow people to get comfortable with um, whatever new thing you're introducing. And you introduced it in tests, which is kind of not the way that some other people that I've been speaking to and chatting about how they adopted Kotlin have done. How do you feel the experience in terms of introducing it from a test point of view helped you? Uh, I think that it gave us, uh, it was lower risk we felt because we weren't necessarily shipping it to customers on day one. Um, it gave us that opportunity, you know, we were going to write the test anyway. Um, and there was, you know, we saw Jake Wharton has a, a video about how, it, how to use a robot pattern um, with Kotlin and how you can make the syntax really nice with that. Um, so we started using that in our tests as well. So it made our tests uh, have a bit of a more fluent style to them. Um, so it had the advantage of adding a more fluent style to our tests, but it also had the advantage of being a little lower risk because it wasn't actually out there in production on people's phones from day one. But it also, you know, the tests have to pass on your CI. So it had, you know, it wasn't it wasn't only a toy example. It was real working code that had to work. Um, so it really gave us that experience to know, one, do we like this language? How's the interoperability story? What issues are we going to run into? And really helped us... Um, get a firm grasp of what we were getting ourselves into. Given that you were using it only in tests, do you feel that you covered enough of the potential of the language to kind of see that it provides you with the value you need to use it in in the production code, so to speak? Yeah, it, I think it it gave us a good feel for, you know, the build times. And that was one of our concerns was like, how much is this going to slow down our build? Um, so it gave us experience in that way. Um, we were able to see some of the cool um, or the nice things that you can do um, with the, some of the syntax things with the robot. So I would say it didn't really give us full coverage of all the things you can do with the language. And, you know, there's a lot of things that we even still having used it in production. I think we're, you know, we're still learning and adapting um, to. But it gave us those key kind of data points in terms of, of build speed, um, interoperability. And, um, you know, did we like like the language features, you know, and, and, and of course you, it did allow us to try out things like the, the null safety in the type language and things like that. And, and to see how, um, how those fit with our workflow. And you bring up a point, which we have not really discussed a lot on some of the previous talking Kotlin's, which is build times. Now, over the years, Obviously, we have from the Kotlin side tried to improve these build times. And I think that the latest versions are, are pretty good. You get uh, incremental compilation, whether you're using the IntelliJ build system or the uh, Gradle. How have you found it, though, in, in a realistic project? You know, not just a hello world or a small project, more like real world. How has it impacted the build times? I would say that's definitely one of the it's one of the biggest contributors to our slower build times. Um, it's definitely gotten better. Um, I would not say it's, it's, um, I would not say it's bad or terrible, but you know, it's definitely when we look at all the things that are contributing to our build times, it's definitely one of the bigger, bigger buckets. Um, it's not the only, <laughs> it's not the only contributor to our build times. Um, you know, things like annotation processing, um, really, uh, um, 
interfere with some of the optimizations that could be done um, with Gradle and the Android tools. Um, so there's other things that definitely um, are, are contributing factors there. But between um, some of the Gradle things and, and the Android things and, and annotation processing and Kotlin, it's you know it's kind of a sum of small things that can add up. So we're always keeping an eye on on what things we can do to to keep our build times uh, managed. But I mean, it is comfortable. I mean, it's yeah, levels of, it's definitely oh, worth yeah. it. I mean, I, I would say, you know, uh, we we saw the build times and this was a year ago. So things have gotten better than then, so better since a year ago. Um, and even at the time, we were willing to, you know, to accept those build times. Um, and that's when, you know, having them in our test kind of gave us a feel for what the impact there was. And, and you know, we got together the team and we said, hey, what, what do you guys think about the build times? That was one of the key considerations we had. And the whole team was, um, they were comfortable with the trade-off. You know, they said, there is a build time trade-off here, but it's not that big. And it's worth uh, the advantages that we get with Kotlin. Yeah. And again, you know, the team is continuously working on trying to get this as fast as possible. I mean, one of the pillars of well, the design principles of Kotlin from day one was to be at least as fast as Java, right? And the good news is that it's not there yet, but there is active progress being made. And I think that you yourself have, have attested to this, you know, that there are improvements from, from very early days yep. in terms of build times. And do you, because recently I came across a, a tweet that said, you know, um, if you want to drastically improve your build times, make sure that you keep your tests completely separate in a different module from your actual production code. Is this something you guys do also? Um, we don't. So we, we generally have the tests in the module of the code that they're testing from a Gradle point of view, the Gradle project. Um, so we we kind of we use the typical layout that you will see in the Android documentation, where you have your um, your the code that's under test in source main or source debug, depending on on where you have it. And then you also have slash test source test, which is your JVM unit level testing, and then you have source Android test in that same Gradle module, uh, which is your instrumentation test. So yeah, we haven't uh, we haven't tried. Um, breaking that out into multiple modules, and in the past, and you know, and even 2.3, and some of, especially some older versions of the Android Gradle plugin, the more modules you get, it can really be actually a performance problem. Um, but this is, you know, it, as was demonstrated um, at I/O, this is something that the it seems that the Android team is actively working on in terms of making it feasible to have. 50 modules, 100 modules, et cetera, and have the the, the build performance um, not degrade. Um, so I think that, that the multi-module strategy is really the way to go forward because that's what the um, I think the Android Gradle team has indicated that they're working on um, that specific uh, performance problem with multiple modules. If you're using Kotlin or planning to, make sure you check out KotlinConf a conference taking place in sunny San Francisco on the 2nd and 3rd of November 2017. It's a two-day event packed with Kotlin content by industry experts with keynotes from Andre Breslav and Eric Meyer. So whether it's back-end, front-end, mobile, or native, KotlinConf is the place to be this year. 
That's kotlinconf, C-O-N-F dot com. Hope to see you there. And in terms of the team, did you have a lot of, uh, because, you know, a lot of times we speak about, again, going back to some of the points that Christina was talking about in the talk, you know, it's like, do I buy into this? Does my uh, management buy into this? And does my team buy into this? And many times we focused on the management aspect. Did you have a lot of issues trying to sell this to your team? I don't, I don't think it was, uh, it was definitely discussion, but I don't think there was a ton of pushback within the team. Um, and we kind of have taken, um, especially from the early days when we started adopting it, we didn't say like everything new has to be in Kotlin. Um, we gave people time to learn it, um, to look at code that other team members are writing and a more gradual transition to Kotlin, um, so that they could get a feel of, you know, what are the advantages that they're seeing, um, work with it, with their coworkers, look at code reviews of what Kotlin is being written in the code base. Um, so that I think helped people, um, ease into it a bit. Um, but I think one, it's one of those things, if you look at the, um, and I think, you know, I've heard this said before, if you look at the code, it's like, yeah, that looks nice. But it's really when you get in there and you actually write some code, um, you review some code uh, and you see the differences of uh, what that it can make in your code base that people really start to get on board. It's, it's one of those things you have to try it and give it a, a real um, try in your day to day work, um, I think, before some people are sold on it. Yeah. And it. You know, when the announcements came out at Google I.O., we saw a bunch of reaction. I mean, by and large, the majority of the reaction was very, very positive, right? Uh, but as with anything, there's always two sides. And there was a, f a few, many, whatever, number of reactions of like, what is Kotlin providing me that I cannot do in Java? And even without the announcement of Google I.O., sometimes people say this, you know, they see it and they're like, okay, but I can do this in Java and I can do that in Java. And it goes back to, yes, but it is really until you don't try it and you don't work with it and you don't see the succinctness and you don't see the concise aspects of the language where you really start to see the value. Because at the end of the day, you can pretty much do anything in any language, right? Yeah, if it's Turing complete, you can you can figure out a way. Where there's a will, there's a way, right? Exactly. And I I mean, you know, for me, and I've said this many times, that it's a combination of all of the different little features that make it for me enjoyable and productive working with Kotlin. And I'm and I'm not a Java programmer. Like you know, I came to this writing JavaScript, writing C sharp, which is more concise than Java, the language. But again, like pretty much everything, any language there is more concise than the Java language in a way, right? Yeah. So it's not setting the bar very high there either. Yeah. And I think one of the things too that can help with people and why it makes it important that people actually give it a real try is that the, the IDE support is, 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 in a lot of ways as good as you get with Java or close to as good as you get with Java in Android Studio or IntelliJ. So it's not like a lot of new languages, you don't have the IDE support. So you're you're learning it on one hand, but you're also not having that IDE to tell you like, you know, give you good syntax errors or help you um, in places where um, you might be still learning or not knowing exactly what the syntax is and things like that. Whereas in this case, 
the ID support is great. So it really helps to ease that transition um, from Java to to Kotlin. Yeah, and of course you have to convert to uh, Kotlin from Java, but that often isn't the most idiomatic Kotlin. But it's a it's a good start at least, you know. Doesn't leave you completely out in the cold. Like and many times you're like, okay, how do I write this in Kotlin? Not even like how do I write in idiomatic Kotlin, but how can I write this in Kotlin so that it compiles? Yep. There, I think it provides some value. Yep. Yeah, because you know, as as developers, we know that we don't really like to read the documentation. Yeah, we just want to dive right in. <laughs> yeah. So regarding the application that you guys have, so right now you're basically using Kotlin for Android or some also internal tools, or is it specifically just now Android? It's most, it's primarily Android. Um, we have used it for some kind of, um, I would say side tools or utility things like, you know, the, the one that we open source, the bucket list that's out on our GitHub repo or, um, some other small, um, tools that may help us with our build, but really we're focused on on the adoption within our Android app. And, and what percentage is it now roughly, would you say Kotlin? That's a, that's a, that's a hard question for me to ask. I, I'm really guessing here, but I would say we're 20 to 30%. Um, but you know, we're, uh, it's constantly, uh, constantly growing so we may even be more than that um because we don't actually measure that but um definitely growing and this is a legacy application right i mean it was it's written in java yes i mean legacy i mean it's an existing one, <laughs> it's an right? existing application it's it's been around for since 2010 uh i was actually the uh, the original android developer on this application so i've seen it through a lot of changes over the years oh wow so how big is the team now Oh, it varies it, you know, uh, but we're probably, uh, 10 plus, uh, you know, plus or minus depending on uh, what we've got going on. Okay. And in terms of the growth that you've had with Kotlin, you, you started out with the tests. What has the, been the next step that you've taken? Is it against like some people do, which is, you know, let's, uh, every time we create a new feature, let's try and do this feature in Kotlin, or is it let's refactor existing code to Kotlin? What approach do you take to add more Kotlin, so to speak? It's mostly around the new code. Um, if, if we're not touching code, we're generally not going back and converting it to Kotlin until we need to touch that code. So I would say it's generally the, uh, the net new code plus any code that gets modified um, if it's a, you know, if it's something that IntelliJ goes and automatically refactors something in some file, um, we probably won't convert that to Kotlin, but if a developer is actively working in an existing file, often we'll just convert that, uh, to Kotlin as part of that work. And do you still have people on the team that write Java? I mean, obviously pretty much everyone will probably write Java. What I mean is that do you still allow people to write Java for new code? We have up to this point. Um, so yes, so as of today, we do. I think with the announcement of more official support, uh, I think it'll be, you know, we'll push a little bit harder to get people over um, to Kotlin because, you know, those skills are, um, 
you know, it's kind of going to be a must-have skill for Android developers now that Google um, is officially supported. Where before it was kind of, you know, it probably depended on what company you'd worked at, whether you were interested in Kotlin. But now that it's, um, you know, part of the uh, official Google support, I think it'll become more expected. You know, there'll probably be people out there who are pure Java Android developers, and I think that's fine. And Google has said that they will fully support Java um, going forward. But I think there will be a growing expectation that Android developers will have to have to know Kotlin now that it's officially supported by Google. So this goes back to the whole kind of, in a way, the reasons of why we adopt new technologies, right? It's not only just to play with the new shiny, but it's also what impact will this have on my CV? Would you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think that, you know, it, it'll be an indicator of, of, you know, developers who are really, um, you know, obviously it's still very early days. It was only announced last week, but, you know, I can imagine in two years, three years down the road that if you've never, if you're an Android developer, been doing it for any amount of time and you've never touched Kotlin, you know, I think that it'll be increasingly uh, not a favorable thing to have on your CV. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting though for the days. I think someone's pointed me to a tweet, but then I clicked on it and it, was, it had disappeared of a, uh, get certified in Kotlin. I'm like, we really didn't wait long <laughs> after the announcement to suddenly have like these certifications for Kotlin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a language that up to now mostly was just people that, a community of users that really love the language were using it, uh, albeit it was growing. And suddenly we have like certification programs <laughs> going left and right. And, you know, it was kind of like when some other technologies like React came out and it, you would get job offers like, we need people with five years experience with React. You're like, <laughs> it's only been out six months. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, you got to love us as a community. <laughs> <laughs> so what does your application do? I mean, what's the main focus of the application? Is it just for members? So we, yeah, we have a couple of different applications. Um, the one where we've um, done most of our Kotlin adoption so far is our uh, U.S. consumer-facing application. So you, for card members, they can log in, they can pay their bill, uh, they can see offers, uh, they can get notifications. I mean, and lots more. <laughs> There's a lot of features that I could go on about, but. Um, yeah, it's primarily for uh, our U.S. card members and uh, is the the app that we've really started with. Oh, well, I, I guess I'm going to have to wait because I was going to say, I, I don't think I'm getting all of that over here in Spain. So, you know, <laughs> uh, OK. So, and what you have different applications for different regions in the world? Uh, yes. So the feature set varies uh, yeah, um, by region, but we're always... Um, we're always looking uh, with our product people on uh, what things we were able to roll out and in what markets. Okay, that's interesting. So do you actually have multiple, because I'm just doing like, I've gone to the Play Store, right? And I'm doing, you know, I've typed American Express and I see quite a few number of entries for American Express and a couple of them are by American Express itself. So do you actually have multiple applications that you roll out per region? Or is it just, I mean, I would assume that maybe you have a single one where you enable and disable features based on region? Or how does that work? Yeah, so we do have separate Play Store listings. Um, and 
basically today we have a code base for the US application and we have code bases that like you said are essentially rolled out market by market with uh you know various um uh, configurations of the features that we can enable in each market depending on on um you know what we have ready for that that market um it's one of the things that we're looking at in the future is to as to um um, merge uh, those and uh, have a more uh, common code base across all markets. Okay. Yeah, because I was going to ask, you know, in terms of uh, maintainability, I'm guessing that having a single one would probably be, from the developer perspective, easier, right? Yes, definitely um, something that we're considering. <laughs> but yes, you know, the, the, the less you have to write things in multiple times um, and can have common code, definitely always better. Cool. So now with this announcement, uh, what are the next steps uh, with your team in regard to Kotlin? Um, I think we, you know, we've we've rolled it out and we've started using it in a few of our applications. I think, you know, it'll be conversations with some of our other teams um, saying, Hey, you know, this is as official support now, what does it make sense for your team to use this? Uh, I think, you know, we'll definitely um, even increase the pace of adoption within the apps that we've already started to adopt it. Um, you know, and I think one of the biggest, changes for us with the announcement is in the past we've had some conflicts with compatibility where we're using the latest alpha version of the android gradle plugin and it has some conflict with some version uh, of kotlin um in the past it's been uh, not something we could file against the android team if it's something specific to android but now that they're officially supporting it we could actually file a bug or talk to the android team and say hey we're having this problem with kotlin so I think that additional level of support from uh, the Android team will be um, a huge plus for us. Do you think that this announcement will have any impact whatsoever on teams inside your organization adopting Kotlin, but outside of the Android area? It's possible. I mean, I think it gets more buzz. So where people outside of the Android community... Um, you know, may not have been interested now that all of us Android developers are kind of buzzing about it and saying, you know, <laughs> we got this official support, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's see what, how we can even double down on our Kotlin usage. Um, I think our colleagues will only take notice and say like, what is this Kotlin thing that <laughs> our Android developers are so excited about? And, uh, you know, does it make sense to use it, use it elsewhere? Um, you know, it, of course, Google is obviously only supporting it for officially for Android, but JetBrains obviously supports it for any JVM usage or JavaScript usage. So, um, you know, I certainly will talk to my colleagues about it and say, hey, have you checked out Kotlin? Um, you know, whether or not they uh, <laughs> they do anything with that, <laughs> it obviously has to be, you know, every team has to uh, gauge whether they're ready for it. Yeah, and then again, it goes back to what we always say, like there's got to be a reason, right? Not just exactly because we want to, this, is, this looks good. So, yep. okay, that's cool. Well, it was really great chatting with you, Michael. I'm 
really appreciative of you taking the time to talk to us. And I know that, I mean, both you and myself have been away for at Google I.O. last week. So when you come back, it's like crunch time trying to catch up with everything that you've left behind. So yep. thank you once again for being on the show right after the uh, conference. Thanks, Hadi. Yeah, it's uh, it been great chatting with you.